Hello! Welcome to another story about the Peters children. Our story this week, The Peters Peter Out, includes a discussion about being bored. As always, we've included a line from a hymn or a hymn title within the story. If you recognize it, send your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. Last week, for the second week in a row, we didn't have a winner. The hymn line from last week's story was, I Must Tell Jesus. From the story, Penelope Peters tells a lie. We admit, the hymn wasn't obvious, but it came at the end of the story as Mama Peters and Penelope are having a conversation about what Penelope should do after she'd confessed that she had lied. Penelope's response to Mama Peters was, I guess confess it to God and to Emily and Hattie, I must tell Jesus. This week, the hymn title or line from a hymn may be more obvious, so listen intently. All right, it's time to get to this week's story, The Peters Peter Out. The days of summer were long and hot. The amber-colored grass on the hillsides fluttered in the occasional warm winds that swept through the valleys. The evenings were brightly lit all the way into bedtime hours, and chirping crickets could be heard in the creek behind the Peters' house deep into the night. Daddy Peters had set up the tent several times over the course of the past few weeks, and Pearson and Penelope had enjoyed lots of outdoor overnight sleepouts in the backyard. Pearson and Penelope spent the days whiling away the hours playing with Patience and Priscilla, their twin baby sisters, building blocks, playing with dolls and cars and sidewalk chalk and sprinklers and trampolines and scooters and skates and bikes and water guns. There was no shortage of summer fun. Penelope and Pearson had looked forward to the summer. They had been so anxious for school to get out. Yet by the end of June, in the middle of the day when Patience and Priscilla were napping, both Pearson and Penelope found themselves lying on the floor of the family room, staring up at the ceiling. What do you want to do, Piers? Penelope asked lazily, and with a half-hearted attempt to actually get off the floor. Ah, uh, I don't know, Pearson replied, matching his sister's lazy tone. Yeah, I don't know either. Maybe we could ask Mama Peters to watch a movie. Hey, Pen, that's a great idea. So go ahead and ask. Why do I always have to ask? Penelope whined. Well, wasn't it your suggestion? Plus, you're so good at asking for stuff. Pearson used a syrupy sweet tone to convince Penelope to ask Mama. And he wasn't above using flattery on his sister either. Fine, Penelope conceded. She would do just about anything to please her older brother. But before she was on her feet, Mama Peters entered the living room with popsicles in hand. Did I hear someone say they wanted popsicles? All of a sudden, both Pearson and Penelope were on their feet, because no matter how many popsicles they had consumed, they had yet to find a time when popsicles weren't timely and welcome. Mama Peters, Penelope began with some trepidation. Uh, Pearson and I, uh, well, we can't think of anything to do. So, would it be okay if we watched a movie? A movie? In the middle of a Tuesday? Mama Peters was positively incredulous. No, my darling Pen, how could you possibly have run out of things to do? Well, we, we've we already played with chalks and, and cars, and, and now that Priscilla and Patience are in bed sleeping, we can't play with them, and I'm kind of tired, 
And anyway, Pearson thought it would be good, uh, well, it, it, it would be a good, good idea to ask. And so I, Penelope's voice trailed off. Pearson glanced over at her, unhappy that she had dragged his good name into the plea to watch a movie. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're out of things to do, I have a whole sink full of dishes you can wash. That definitely would keep you from being bored, and it would be wonderful if you did them. Well, it, it isn't that we're out of things to do, but do you really want us to do the dishes? Pearson was hoping that Mama was just mentioning it and didn't really expect them to do the dishes, because he was enjoying his popsicle at the time, and right then and there, he didn't want to get up from his comfy place on the carpet. Suddenly, he wasn't so bored anymore. Well, I'm okay to do the dishes right now, Mama replied. I do have a surprise for you, though. Finn Wells and Todd Hicks and Finn's sister Sarah are going to come over shortly, so you guys can play with them. Pearson and Penelope were immediately revived and didn't feel quite so tired anymore. They both jumped off the floor and hugged Mama Peters. Yes! Thank you, Mama Peters. Uh-huh. Interesting how all of your energy returns so quickly. Mama Peters responded with a laugh. <laughs> a short time later, the doorbell rang. And in walked Todd and Finn and Sarah. Their houses were so close that when they received Mama Peters' invitation, they were able to get to the Peters' house within ten minutes. However, after the excitement of having their friends over, and the summer heat eclipsed 95 degrees, and had spoiled their plans of playing hopscotch on the hot concrete, Pearson and Penelope were back in the same position of lying on their backs on the beige carpet of the family room. Only this time, they were joined by Todd and Finn and Sarah. It's so hot, Pearson moaned. I know! Dude, it's gotta be like, what, like 200 degrees outside? My mom said that you could probably cook eggs on the sidewalk. Todd answered in his usual hyperbolic, enthusiastic way. You think so, Todd? Finn's interest was piqued. Yeah, for sure. Dude, let's try it. Todd's tone was brash and confident. That would be super fun. Though sometimes Todd got on Penelope's nerves, she couldn't help but be intrigued by Todd's suggestion of possibly frying eggs on concrete. I'm going to go ask Mama Peters if we can use a couple of our eggs. She ran off, but when she returned, the look of dejection gave away Mama Peters' answer. Uh, Mama Peters said it's not hot enough to cook the eggs, and we'll have to find something else to amuse ourselves. Sticker doodles, Todd responded. Well, now what are we going to do? Hold on, everyone. I'm going to go ask Mama Peters for some ideas. Pearson was positive that Mama Peters would have some grand thoughts about what they could do in the stifling heat. And maybe, just maybe, she would change her mind and let them watch a movie, he thought as he headed to the kitchen where Mama Peters was slicing vegetables and where Patience and Priscilla, who had just gotten up from their naps, were wandering around. Mama Peters, could you help us out with some ideas? We're so bored. Mama Peters put the knife down. She turned and stared at Pearson. Well, Pearson, for starters... I'm going to begin with giving you the benefit of the doubt and assume you don't remember my rule about not ever using that word. Pearson dropped his head. He knew very well that he had violated a long-standing rule against the use of the word bored or any of its iterations. I know. I I I'm sorry, Mama Peters. 
please forgive me for using that word. I I know we're not allowed. But it's kind of true, and I don't know what else we can do for fun today. I wish we had a pool. That would be so cool. Pearson was surprised by his quick rhyming skills. Pearson, do you know why we have a rule that we aren't allowed to use that word in our house? Do you know why we don't appreciate that word? Well, not not, not really. I, I guess I kind of don't know. Pearson appeared genuinely confused. Then it's high time I tell you. But this is a conversation which all of you need to hear. So go into the family room. We're going to have a talk. Mama Peters walked into the family room where Pearson had resumed his position on the floor alongside Finn and Sarah and Todd and Penelope. She handed everyone string cheese along with the juice pouch and beckoned them to an upright position as she sat down in her Queen Anne chair. All right, everyone. I hear that some of you are a bit bored in here. Well, Mama P. Todd, of course, was the first one to speak up. This day is hotter than a pizza oven. And trust me, those are super hot. My uncle owns a pizza shop, so I should know. And I, one time, I, I got to tr- I got to try to pull out a, a, a pizza from the oven. It's one of those huge pizza peels. And I'm pretty sure I got, like, like first-degree burns just from being, like, ten feet away. Oh, good grief, Todd. You did not get first-degree burns from the air from a pizza oven. That's just silly. Mama Peters had to laugh. <laughs> well, it sure felt like it, Mama P. Just like today, it's so hot. Okay. Mama Peters was very patient in her tone. I think we all get that you're very hot, Todd. Totally, Todd answered, as he pretended to wipe fake sweat from his brow. So let's talk about boredom and the use of that word, or any derivative of that word. Mama Peters was not about to be deterred from her talk about boredom by Todd. Daddy Peters and I agree that expressing boredom is really not a good thing. When you say, I'm bored, Not only does it sound whiny, but it sounds ungrateful. You're not being thankful for the circumstances that God has placed you in. You're not being content in all things. God calls you to use your time in wisdom, and there are always things you can be doing. And even then, sometimes you can simply sit quietly before the Lord. Don't forget, the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. Enjoying forever means we aren't ever bored. Proverbs 21.17 says, Whoever loves pleasure will be a poor man. He who loves wine and oil will not be rich. Well, that's cool, because I don't like wine or oil, Todd answered quickly. Again? Me neither, Finn added. I appreciate the sentiment, Finn and Todd, but allow me to explain what this verse is saying. It means if one pursues pleasure only and doesn't work, it will eventually lead to poverty because often pleasure means we have to spend money. And if we don't work, we don't have the money to spend on pleasure. So it's not a good thing to always seek entertainment. First Timothy calls it being self-indulgent, thinking of yourself and wanting only pleasure. And in Philippians 4, Paul states that he is content in every circumstance, and we are called to be content, even on hot summer days like today. So, Mama Peters, are you telling us that we should only work all the time? Penelope had been listening quite intently. No, of course not, sweetie. The Lord is so kind to us, and in fact, he has richly supplied us 
with all things to enjoy. But God also calls us to work hard and to not only pursue pleasure. We need to be grateful and content. The bottom line is that in this big wide world, where there is always work or fun to be had, there is never a good reason why one should be bored. It's kind of like looking at all the things the Lord has given us and then saying, but that's not enough. I need something else because I want to only have fun all the time. Whoa! Mama P, my mind is blown, Todd said dramatically. I never thought of that before. I always, I always say I'm bored. And I always think, if only I had brothers and sisters, maybe I wouldn't be so bored. But you're saying I, I never ever have a good reason to be bored. Man, I gotta really think about it. No, Todd, you're right. Brothers and sisters are a lot of fun and a real blessing from the Lord. But remember, it was my son Pearson who has three siblings who said he was bored. And that's just coming from a heart of ingratitude to God who has creatively given us so much to do in this world. It's not really about who is around you, but what you are doing with all that he has given us. There are times when I think how mundane and tedious life can be. Like every day, I do the same thing over and over. But then I think of songs like, Praise to the Lord, oh let all that is in me adore him. All that has life and breath come now with praises before him. And it's a good reminder that I can do everything to praise the Lord. Mama Peters, I want to say I'm I'm truly very sorry for using the word bored. Pearson looked quite repentant. I know we aren't allowed to use it, and I don't plan to use it again because I know there's always something I can be doing. Mama Peters reached over and hugged Pearson tenderly. I forgive you, my sweet son, and I praise the Lord for your tender heart. Everyone sat thinking for a moment, before Finn interrupted the silence and yelled out, Hey, I just thought of something fun. Let's go to the creek behind your house and catch crawdads. Dude! Tubular idea! Todd shouted. Everyone else thought it was a great idea, too. Mama Peters, do you have any meat we can use to catch them? Finn asked. Well, I've got some lunch meat. And I think maybe I've got some tri-tip trimmings from last night's dinner. Would that work? That would work perfect, Finn said excitedly. After collecting some ham and tri-tip pieces, Pearson, Penelope, Todd, Finn, and Sarah walked out to the backyard and through the back gate. They sauntered down to the slope toward the creek bed. They could already see some of the red critters in the murky water sitting beneath the canopy of redwoods as sunlight broke through various openings in the foliage. I can see like a gazillion crawdads, Todd yelled excitedly, as he exaggerated once again. Everyone found a stick of a few feet in length and attached meat to the end of it, tying it on with an old fishing string. Finn, the experienced crawdad fisherman of the group, was the first to catch one. Crawn! Finn shouted as he pulled a large crawdad out of the creek. It was hanging on hard to a bit of the meat on the end of his stick. Its pincers hung on for dear life as Finn banged the stick on the bucket, trying to unhinge the crawdad. After a short battle, it released its grip and landed in the small bucket of water that Finn had prepared for the crawdad haul. Before too long, everyone was catching crawdads, and for three hours, 
They hunted and fished for crawdads, experiencing unending enjoyment on the banks of the creek. It was only when Daddy Peters walked through the gate that any of them realized that daylight was waning. Hey, troops, it looks like you got quite a haul there. Daddy Peters glanced into their bucket. Pearson and Penelope dropped their sticks on the bank, ran over, and hugged Daddy Peters tightly. Daddy Peters, it's so awesome! These crawdads are really hungry! Pearson pointed to the huge pile of crawdads they had caught. I can see that, but now it's time to feed your hungry bellies. Mama Peters has dinner ready for everyone, so let's go eat. Hey, Daddy P. Todd stuck out his hand to high-five Daddy Peters. Can we just count them first, though? There are probably, like, like 6,000 crawdads in our bucket. Sure, Todd. We can count them. Let's dump the bucket and see how many you've caught. Pearson picked up the bucket and overturned it. The wiggling crawdads were all over the ground. They were a bit tougher for the kids to catch as they wiggled away because they had to pinch them hard on the carapace so that the crawdads didn't turn around and injure them with their pincers. But what fun work it was! And after a while, they finished loading them back into the bucket. They had counted 213 crawdads. Though it was a whole lot less than the 6,000 that Todd had guesstimated, they were absolutely thrilled with having caught so many. It was decided that Finn should release them back into the creek because it had been his idea to go crawdad hunting. With a great deal of pomp, Finn lifted up the bucket and overturned it into the creek. With a loud voice, he said, Go back into the wild until we catch you again. With a laugh, <laughs> Daddy Peters added, Let the crawdads go back to their boring lives of sitting on the bottom of the creek, waiting for their food. Everyone looked at Daddy Peters, and Penelope loudly exclaimed, Daddy Peters, there is never a reason on earth to be bored. God gave us all things to enjoy. The crawdads are meant to enjoy their lives and glorify God because of it. Whoa, Pen. It sounds like someone's been talking to Mama Peters. Forgive me for my hasty remarks. You are absolutely right. Now enough with the chatter. I'm starved. And there's a sloppy Joe or two that's calling my name. Let's go eat dinner. Everyone happily complied and scampered back to the house, determined to try to never be bored again. Greetings from Grandmom's Corner. So how's your summer going? If yours is like mine, it's been different than any summer I can remember. Normally, there's been summer baseball, day camps, sports camps, water trip parks, and all kinds of summer activities that my grandkids have gone on. And we've gone on vacation too. But this summer, a lot of those things have been canceled. This summer, maybe you're out of ideas like Penelope and Pearson about things to do. When my kids were growing up, we also had a rule about using the word bored, just like the Peters family. I didn't like to hear, I'm bored, or that's so boring. It sounded rude, and like Mama Peters told the kids, I thought it made my kids sound ungrateful when there are so many good things to do. One of the activities my grandkids love to participate in is to tell us jokes. They're lots of fun to hear, and they make us laugh. And that's a good way to spend some time by telling your parents jokes, or your siblings, or your friends, or even making up jokes. My kids also used to love doing something called Mad Libs. Your parents probably know what those are, so ask them about it. It's good to laugh. Do you know that the Bible says something about laughter and about being happy too? In Proverbs 15:13, it says, A joyful heart makes a cheerful face. But when the heart is sad, the spirit is broken. 
And I'll mention Proverbs 17.22 again here. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. In other words, laughter is good for our souls. God gives us everything, even jokes to help us laugh and forget about all the things that are different this summer. In the Old Testament in the Bible, in the book of Ecclesiastes, it says there's a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. The Lord graciously gives us things about which to laugh. Recently, I read about some benefits of laughing. Have you ever started laughing and someone laughs along with you and they don't even know why you're laughing? Laughing is contagious. I also read that laughter helps your oxygen intake and your immune system. If you don't know what those things are, you can ask your parents. But just like the Bible says, it's like a medicine. Laughter can help relieve pain or relax you. There are all kinds of good reasons to laugh and to enjoy what God has given you. So if you're moping around, share a joke or share some laughter or even go outside in the backyard and look at the beautiful flowers or green grass. This morning while I was watering in the backyard, my eyes drank in some of the beauty that God has created. We have this small pumpkin patch and do you know that pumpkins have already begun to grow? It's amazing since we probably won't use them until October or November. And when I look at the colorful flowers and the pumpkins, I can't help but smile and begin to praise the Lord for His goodness. I'm going to close Grandma's Corner with a few jokes my grandkids recorded and sent to me. So you'll hear some by Ari, Betty, Ezra, Hattie, Phoebe, Lucy, Chloe, Malachi, Ramy, Annie, and Toby. So are you ready to listen to some jokes? The first joke is from Annie. Why did the cookie go to the nurse? Because he felt crummy. A guy walks into a restaurant and says, Do you have any helicopter chips? And the waiter replies, No, we only have plane. What does a windmill say to the rock star? I'm a big fan. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Atch. Atch who? Bless you. Knock, knock. Who's there? Police. Police who? Please stop telling these knock, knock jokes. Knock, knock. Who's there? Cash. Cash who? Um, no thank you, but can I have peanuts? <laughs> Where do cows go on Friday night? I don't know. To the movies. Why can't you give Elsa a balloon? Because I don't know. Because she will let it go. We hope you enjoyed the jokes and that they made you laugh. And this week... We hope you smile and laugh a lot. We will be here next week with a new story, the Lord willing. Bye for now.